Welcome to an industry in transition, the must listen to podcast for financial advisors and industry leaders from Tony Siriani, the CEO and publisher of Advisor Hub, where we explore the week's news and events and put our ever-changing business into perspective. Tony is joined each week by industry leaders, mavericks, and disruptors who give their take on our industry and their thoughts on where we are headed. If you want to remain relevant, you can't miss it. Now, here's your host, Tony Siriani. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the Industry in Transition podcast. I'm very happy to have Greg Benaz, uh, my guest from Stewart Partners, with me. Thanks for being here, Greg. We're, we're in my office, so you get to see a different part of the office, which is fun. Uh, but Greg was at our conference, uh, our Advisors to Watch conference in New York, and he gave a great presentation on marketing for financial advisors. And I thought it was good enough that, that we ought to hear it again or try to go or give them a little more time to sort of go into some details about it. So uh, it also struck me that this is the right time to be talking about this, Greg. Yeah, thanks, Tony. It's great uh, visiting you out here in Middleburg. Um, you know, the, the conference, the summit, I thought was 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 great because I had a chance to not just see some familiar faces, but meet some new ones. And and marketing seemed to be uh, a topic that, yeah. you know, we, we don't talk about much lately. And, uh, you know, there's still the the age-old questions, you know, how much time do I devote to marketing? How does it really impact uh, what I do, um, you know, is compliance going to accept everything we do? Um, and that used to be the big question, right? Yeah. You know, can we even do it, right? And does compliance, you know, we used to worry constantly about, you know, can I do this? Can I can I use social media? Can I use this? And it always seems so restrictive. It was uh, for a period of time. And, and, and now when you start to think about, well, what other restrictions are out there? And it's, you know, do not call lists and uh, email and even texting spam we get these days. So it, it's become a very, it, it's becoming a challenge. Yeah. And uh, when you think about marketing in general, uh, what I like to tell partners, teams, advisors is, you know, before you start in with a, a full agenda, there's a number of questions you have to ask. And we'll go over those, yeah, yeah. you know, top seven or so questions, but, uh, or items of concern, I should say. But the idea is think about marketing in today's environment. Am I looking to brand what I do or my my identity, or am I looking to build my practice? Two because very two very different things. Two very different things. Two very different lanes. And and before many of us remember the 1995 Pizza Hut commercial with Deion Sanders, where I want to do both, you know, understand that that you can't. Ultimately, these lanes do merge. And um, the both side of the equation, which I'll address very quickly, is if you say I want to do both. Uh, you get into that time and energy commitment, right. which is a big concern. But you have to do the building and the communication first, excuse me, the branding and communication first, and the build second. You can't put the build priority or the build strategy in place if you don't have all the digitized uh, strategy put in place. Right. And, and, and that starts with your website? Starts with um, what? It starts with, you know, looking at a couple of things. Number one, um, you have to be concerned with how I define who I am and what I do. And I don't mean the mission statement. I mean, articulating your values, uh, defining uh, you know, who you are, what you do, what target market you might want to be uh, driving towards. But uh, even before any of that, you know, there's a number of questions in marketing now in today's world we have to ask. Number one, and I think the most important one is, where I'm a, whether I'm an independent, whether I'm in a wirehouse or a bank or regional, 
what will a compliance, what will the compliance uh, oversight group or supervision group allow me to do? And you I got, think you got, having, to, you got to understand it. You do. You have to know what you're allowed to do, because honestly, you can survive in either environment. It doesn't matter where you are. You just have to know what's permitted. Some places might have more flexibility. Some places might have less. But every place has uh, a list, a menu of options. Some are free. Some are with a fee. Right. But what I can do. So compliance was always the first thing uh, that you have to ask or understand, at least. The second thing was, uh, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, whether I'm a bank or an independent, what are my options? What's available to me? The third, I would say, is uh, the time and energy you're going to commit to this. You, you can't just do a, a, a set it and forget it. It's got to be part of your overall plan, right? So if, it's, if and, and also, I would add, think, how you're going to use this marketing. In other words, if this marketing is going to help grow, brand, build my business, I should allot a reasonable amount of time for it. If it's just to make things pretty, you know, it's a waste of time. No, absolutely. And, and the time and commitment part of it, especially for the folks who said, I want to do both, you have to decide. I mean, is this something you're going to do yourself? You're going to have someone on the team or group be devoted towards this, this strategy and, and, and define it. Um, so, so if you have a good young person who can do the social media stuff, and also you got to think about what's your return on investment, investment in time for, for us. Correct. And the investment was the next one. It's, it's how much am I going to have available to me right out of the gate or right out of the box? Or am I going to invest in some premium services? Right. And and again, it doesn't matter where you are. There's always some things you can do, some things that you're going to have to invest and uh, uh, pay closer attention to. The third, uh, the, the next item I actually would say is uh, what kind of resources you're going to devote to this. We talked about capital, but there are um, options available, whether you're at a big firm or whether you're independent. Uh, you know, you can go to a marketing site on the intranet, find out uh, what's available to you. But if you're independent, you might want to leverage the opportunity or reach out to, say, a virtual CMO. Right. Um, if you're just a, a team, uh, say, in Wichita, Kansas, and you're not, ha you don't have all the resources available to you as a big firm, uh, you're going to have to explore the opportunities with coaches or other marketing firms and say, hey, we would like to outsource some of this. Right. And that was a big, uh, big concern. Um, the other one that I, I told people to me uh, at the conference to, to take, pay close attention to was the um, setting goals and making sure you're, you know how to measure your results. Everything today uh, in digital marketing world is measurable. Yep. Hits on websites, time spent uh, on social media pages, um, uh, LinkedIn, redirect campaigns, Facebook. everything yeah. hits. Uh, connectivity, uh, uh, you know, even referrals are now done through a digitized process. Um, and even you have matchmaking campaigns. There are firms out there that will, uh, you know, send you referrals based on a certain list of criteria. Right. So it's a different, it's a different world. And then finally, the last thing I but would there's say: there's a cost associated with all that. You got to figure out where you know, there can be, yeah. and there are other times there are uh, firm-related resources around them. Yeah. The final one I would say before we get into the branded build is uh, always innovate. It's the one area that I think didn't used to be very bold and aggressive, but now can be. You can look at things such as digital campaigns, social media strategies. We're going to talk about social media in a second, but you think about social media in general, Tony. Um, you know, on LinkedIn, there's 700 million users. Okay. Uh, that's worldwide. Um, you know, social media in general, 
uh, I saw a statistic at the beginning of this year that uh, the average social media user still spends two and a half hours on social media. They use seven different platforms a day, a month, excuse me. Uh, it's amazing to see just how much it's grown, but how much it's also come into our industry. And when you think about- And, and now we can use it. And now we can use it. Yeah. And when you think about something like LinkedIn, and with the exception of entertainers and some you know, sports-related uh, um, activities, nearly every executive or every professional in some way, shape, or form, with the exception of retirees in some cases, uh, is on LinkedIn in some way. Yeah. And what's on LinkedIn? My name, my address, uh, excuse me, my contact information, uh, where I worked, my history, my whole resume, my interests, my contact information. Um, uh, you know, my, my whole uh, life is on there, plus things I'm posting that are relevant to me in my professional life. So because that information is there, trying to cold call like uh, people did 20, 30, 40 years ago and hoping to get someone not eating dinner, <laughs> you can now find things that are relevant and when they're actually posting things and use that to your advantage. So it's a it's a pretty different world. Yeah, it's a good tool. And I think interesting, like as we mentioned, cold calling a bunch of times. I remember doing that in a bullpen and some guys were yeah. good at it. Some guys weren't and some guys were aggressive. And some guys were sort of more laid back, but it was important to develop your own style with doing it. And yeah. if you were successful if you were staying in your lane, worked hard, but did what you were comfortable with. Well, know. make no mistake, in, in today's digital marketing world, you still have to have that style. You still have to have that that talent or skill set that says, okay, now I've got a window of opportunity. What do I do with it? Because right. now I can find out where my universe of, uh, say, C-suite executives within a 200-mile radius uh, that have been at a company for more than uh, 10 years with over with over 100 employees. I can run that list. Yeah. And now I can say, these are my prospects. Now, when do I, uh, when do I find a window of opportunity? Well, you know, there are certain digitized prospecting tools that will show you these you get alert when they change a job. You right. get an alert when uh, they're posting something relevant or if they have an interest or a similar college. Yeah. All that stuff is now available to you at your fingertips. You have to know what to do with it. Well, let, and, and speaking of that, before before our time goes out, I want to go through, you have two good top yeah. 10 lists. And it, it was a top 10 on, one was building and one was branding. So real quick, I'll go through the branding list, but I'll give you a little bit more specifics as I wasn't able to do at the conference. The first one was on the brand side, and I'll refer to the list and go in order because I like to jump around typically. But yeah, we'll show this on, the, hopefully you're seeing this on the screen. Yeah. The, the, the first one was a who we are. So on the brand side and the brand lane, you wanted to find digitally who you are. And I don't mean a mission statement, Tony. And I also don't mean go look up the Google definition of what a financial planner does. Okay. I do comprehensive financial planning of assets and a lot of that. You don't want to do that. So, so define what your values are, what you do, what your client service model are. Make it unique. And this is where you can really leverage the talent or skill sets of someone that's sometimes even marketing not within our industry. They give you different ideas and, and thoughts. The second one was, and this is really big in today's day and age, and uh, it, that's the digitize your profile side of the equation. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I mean, everything from social media to website, website's always your hub, and I'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, you know, you've got other video concepts, you got media appearances, right. you know, you, you feature leaders within the industry, but you also have advisors. Yeah. Your whole summit was built around the, the uh, advisor to watch. So, what makes them unique? The credentials are important too. And what I like about this too, is we were just talking before we, we did this, you know, we're in a post-COVID environment yeah. and you talk about digitizing the entire profile. Well, Zoom has come into our lives on how we communicate. Well, it's here to stay. 
And the idea with Zoom is if you don't get it right, you've got to pay attention to a number of things. Your background, your lighting, your, your audio, background noise, uh, uh, distractions. Get to know this. Get to know the platform. Understand that there's a certain etiquette involved. And when you're communicating with the clients, make sure that you're not one of the people where they're always talking about everyone's, oh, did you hear the dog barking uh, the last 15 minutes of the conversation? But, but be prepared to deal with it if it does happen. It, it does happen. you got to make light of it at some point. But be concerned. Try to put yourself yeah, in a moment where you can. Right. Um, the, the third one was, um, you know, communicate. Listen, effective and often. There's newsletters now. There's email campaigns. There's video options. Um, the whole side of the whole part of branding is making sure you're getting your story out there and getting out there engagement, engagement, correct, so being engaged and getting people, you know, uh, to keep clicking on your stuff. The, the fourth item I have on here is perspective, advisor perspective, media engagement, and appearances. It's important, I think, for today's modern day advisor to have a perspective on something. Leverage video, get in front of the media reach out to even local or national media and, and write things, write content or do video. You don't have to, but if you're something that you're interested in and you want to brand yourself, these are great avenues to get in front of a lot of people and also show your uh, your and, target audience. Media companies are always looking for content. Correct. You know, they're looking for good content from an expert. So set yourself up as an expert and uh, you know take advantage of it. Yeah, the recognition side, which is my fifth item, I, I always like to, to tell people, you know, if you got a bunch of letters behind your name, or if you're being recognized as a best in state, or even if your RIA is a, a you know, a best place to work, always make sure you're highlighting this. This is very important information when your existing clients as well as prospects are looking you up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't say at the beginning of this because I put my phone away, but I always hold up my phone and I talk about the digitizing your profile and say, you know, I hold up my phone and say, this is the way people are looking you up now. Yeah. So all these things that we're talking about, digitizing the profile, social media, website, uh, uh, media appearances, um, they're looking you up on the computer. It's not just word of mouth anymore. It's not just, uh, oh, I heard about someone locally. Yeah. They, they want to, it, it's, a, it's a reaffirmation. So a lot of this, you know, the, on the brand side is, is reaffirming who you are. Also making people comfortable. Right, that I'm not. This yeah. is not a Bernie Madoff situation. This is a solid sure. individual who knows what he's doing. He's an expert. So I think a lot of the things you're talking about speak to that. Yeah. Speak to, and that's a reason to have your awards displayed and all that. It's a third party affirmation that you know what you're doing. Yeah. A uh, couple more items on the uh, branding side, and we'll get to the build. Um, financial literacy webinar events. These are all great things yeah. that people can do now in a digital world. Um, and that speaks to the expansion of you were talking about the Zoom stuff and the, you know, yeah. you, you can have a, a chef come on and do a, a virtual class for your clients. You know, I've heard great stories about that and wine tastings. Yeah. Send the clients a couple of bottles and then do a, you know, a tasting of there, have an expert talk about it. So in fact, since you mentioned, I'm going to jump down a couple items. Diversity of content, very important. Not everyone, not your entire list or your entire universe wants to hear always about market information and, uh, uh, you know, investment news. Put in celebratory events. How's your team growing? Are you getting involved in, like you said, certain social events or uh, a fun run for uh, a good cause? Um, recognize certain heritage months. It, these are all things that people want to connect with on a more personal level, and it helps with the branding and the communication Absolutely. side. Uh, the other part was video in, in general. Uh, video use, for some reason, still doesn't be, is not as embraced by our industry as much as it should be. 
with all of the turnkey options and the fact that this has become a lot less expensive, I mean, we're doing something that not having a big video crew behind us here, which normally would cost thousands of dollars to do, uh, you can do it now and you can we, have an editor. We, we, lit we literally invest hundreds of dollars in this program <laughs> every year. And, and it looks like a $20,000 video at the end of the day. So that's, that's the thing. So make sure that you're leveraging video. People can listen to podcasts or videos or, or audio versus having to read something. Yeah. Uh, at night up in bed or driving in the car, et cetera. So not video in the car, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I get it. Um, and of course, the the part of it, which I always say uh, when we talk to advisors is always evaluate and redefine. It's There's nothing wrong with shifting focus if you have to abandon a particular strategy. You know, pick something you like too. If you don't like media appearances, I wouldn't do that. If you like social media, Focus there. I, I so agree. And by the way, that goes for things that we just mentioned, the wine dinner stuff. If you don't like wine, don't do a wine dinner. Right. Find something <laughs> you're passionate about. You know, we always find, and Greg and I have been sort of running firms, building firms. You hire a nice advisor. He's got nice clients. You, you know, nice people tends to hang with nice people. It also means if you really like sports, a lot of your clients are like sports. You tend yeah. to attract like-minded people. So do things that you don't try to fake it because faking it comes across. It doesn't. You have to, you're exactly right. Having a passion for it will come out in the yeah. video. Um, so I like to focus on the the build this. So that's the oh, brand. That's side. the branding side now. Branding top, and communication. And these are the top ten things for. Uh, uh, for yeah, from from again my experience and 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 talking to advisors and hearing more and more of what they want, as well as what's working. The first thing I would say is uh, obviously this goes without saying. Define your goals. You know, am I looking to go without saying because how many it's a basic people jump. The, my is, issue with yeah. it is advisors jump into marketing. OK, I, I know it. I'm just going to do it. Structure it. Yeah, if okay. you don't have structure, you don't have a, an outline. Uh, it's just going to be all over the place. And you've seen that. And I've seen that where it's just a mess. Oh, I'm doing a lot of marketing. And you look at the stuff they're doing and it's completely all over the place, not related to each other. It's one thing here, one thing there. It doesn't work very well. It, 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 okay, so I'm, I'm, I missed. I misspoke when I said it goes without saying. So you're right, Tony. Uh, but you want to define what your goals are. Do right. I want to be efficient or more 80-20 pairing, or do right. I want to be growing the assets or the relationships? Uh, so define what your goal is before you get into this build strategy. Uh, the second item I would say on the build strategy that's that's extremely important is uh, pay very close attention to how you're using your website. You know, when it comes to all things digital, whether you're branding, communicating, or building, the website ultimately is going to become your hub. Now, yeah. again, some people aren't, you know, all that much of a, a tech expert. Leverage the resources your firm has or or utilize uh, an outside consultant. So uh, you can tell when you go to an advisor's website, whether they care about it, have paid attention to it, have done anything to make it unique, right? You, you tell right away yeah. when you get there. So by not paying attention to your website or just using completely, you know, pre-made, pre-packaged stuff and cut and pasting it on there, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, exactly right. And, and there's some things that when it comes to the website side of the equation, whether you're um, on the branding side or building side, you've got to make sure it's it's professional. Yeah, It's up to date. It's not good having stale content on your website. Uh, people have to have a reason to return. So post new information. Uh, give them a that, reason. That's critical, right? It is. It absolutely is. Which means um, you got to have something to say. Which means you have to have something to say or something to uh, present right. in some ways. It doesn't have to be your language, but you could say, well, listen, we want to have a newsletter that our team puts together or the firm puts together 
And we want to make sure that that's uh, being communicated in the right time, right, fa- right. Uh, right fashion with the right people. So, so I would say pay t- close attention to the website. Invest if you don't if you ha- if you have something that's out of the box, great. But I would say this is one area you want to invest something in. Definitely worth. I, I agree. You you tell from a glance. That's where everybody goes. So they look it up on the phone, but they do go to the website. That, yeah. that that's that's everything is leading to the website. So if it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. The the third item on my my uh, chart is actually kind of combined with some campaigns. Utilize landing pages. For those mm-hmm. of you who don't know what landing pages are, you know, the website is the website. That's got your content. Some things can be uh, right there on the homepage. Other things can be you know deeper into the website. But uh, a landing page typically is a hidden page, but it's a redirect. And obviously, we all have contact us and it's a, you know, send in your information or or, or write to us via the contact us page. But a landing page is going to be a specific page. It's typically run from a social media or a Google ad campaign that will drive people to a particular area and show them a one page type of description as to what the agenda is. Is it a short video? Right. Is it an infograph or a small quiz to qualify someone? But it does go into the, you know, contact us or send an appointment, but it gives them a little bit more information versus just a blank contact us page. Yeah, important because uh, I, I can't think of how many advisors, that's a simple thing that they just absolutely don't do. And again, websites and landing pages, the nice thing about this is we talked about the goals and defining the goals. We're going to get to this at the bottom of the top 10 list, but it's extremely important. I can't emphasize this enough to track your results. You know, long gone are the days, Tony, of, you know, you and I've been in this business 30 plus years uh, when people used to say two things that always frustrated me. Marketing was always throwing a bunch of spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. The worst one, the the, the one I really don't uh, uh, like is when people would tell me, yeah, I spend $10,000 on marketing. I know 5,000 of it works and 5,000 of it doesn't work. So I just don't know which is which. <laughs> and that means you don't have a good tracking method. Right. Everything is digitized today. I can find out on my website, on my landing pages, on my campaigns, how people are getting there. Where are they getting directed from? How long are they on a particular page? You know, what social media posts are they looking at? Um, There's no excuse today to not know. There isn't. Everything is digitized. From a branding to a building campaign, I could put together a scorecard and use multiple places to find all the data. And But the, the flip side of that is um, passive marketing on its own doesn't do that much. I mean, it's great to have all that stuff, yeah. but you still got to drive people to it. You still got to you know work on it and you still have to make sure that it, when they get there, it's good. There's something that's worthwhile. Exactly. So And, and so here's the next one, target marketing campaigns or digitized uh, uh, search ads. Th- these are the ones that are my favorite. And again, depending on which uh, type of platform you're operating on, whether it's a bank or independent or some hybrid, um, I would suggest looking into whatever your firm offers or what's available. And I always give this example because not a lot of people know what this is. Um, when we were building out Steward Partners, Jeff Gagne, uh, one, of my, one of the partners at, at the firm, uh, were, was driving from this Virginia area up to uh, uh, New York. And someone had asked us, can you bring an ERG on your trip up here? Because I, I ordered one from uh, out in the, the D.C. area. Well, I didn't know what an ERG was at the time, Tony. So I had to look it up, ERG. It's one of these big rowing machines. It's very heavy. It's it's bulky. And Jeff and I literally would be uh, uh, squunched up against the uh, steering wheel driving. And I said, listen, no, I can't do it, but thanks. But I clicked it and whatever. The next three days, ERG sales, ERG training, ERG parts, right. everything, ERG. Well, the same 
concept, the same digitized marketing works in our world. If someone's going through a divorce or a loss of a loved one, and you're running an ad for financial advisor uh, consultation for recently divorced uh, uh, people or, or you know, state planning, your ad will show up in certain search, whether it's social media, whether it's right. Google. And this is a way to connect to a market, like we said before, cold calling and hoping to get someone in a good day or good moment that not eating dinner, long gone are those days. Now we have direct and, and more distinct ways of connecting with people. And those look into these. Yeah. How, how do they get, how do they find out where to, how to place those ads and how they, how they work? So there's really three types of marketing. You got search ads, you've got uh, um, you know, uh, social media marketing and Google ads. Um, so you have to kind of do some research and digging. Social media is probably the easiest to talk about because yeah. everyone's familiar with it. Uh, you can go run campaigns, whether it be LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. And you can run some of these uh, search ads to find or look up on basic criteria what you want to advertise or what you want to promote. And it works. As much as people like to discount and say, no, I'm going to still work going the word of mouth. There's nothing wrong with that. But digitize uh, prospecting and ads these days and this day and age work. I think that what's interesting is people always ask me, should I be on radio or do a TV show? And I'm like, my experience has been for 40 years that you don't get clients out of doing TV shows. It's good for your existing client. It could help you prospect on your own using the videos as sort of a third party affirmation. But you get kooks come out of the woodwork. But social media is a lot more targeted and it's a better result. Versus a sort of mass market. So yeah, and the media it does have its. I'm talking about the benefit. Yes, yes. But it, um, just my experience has been always yeah. these guys that get on radio, they get a lot of two thousand dollar IRAs. You're, yeah. you're not yeah, getting yeah, yeah. a yeah. You know, five million dollar guy's not calling you up. No, that's true. That. But he that's may true. respect what you've done, and when you call him, you can show. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Just, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the 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 other item I want to talk about very quickly is the email and newsletter campaign manager. I. I I know this is kind of dancing between the branding and communications is also the building, but you can get redirect campaigns and people, uh, uh, you know, forwarding your information to other folks, especially if you've got something like a, a client advisory board, which I, I, I didn't really spend too much time on the branding side, but client advisory boards uh, for folks who are looking to say, I want to take my model that extra step. Mm-hmm. It's not always your biggest clients that will help you with this, but you could put together a list of people um, on the client advisory side, excuse me, your best uh, relationships and say, and let down your guard. You know, what do we do well? How do you, how do you describe me to someone? Uh, yeah. Do you just tell me I'm your stock guy or do you actually lay out some of the things we do? But more importantly, open up to questions like, what can we do better? What are we not offering? And this is a great way to define on your brand and your communication strategy, what we could be doing. Yeah, and I think people who are willing to do that and do that kind of work for you, you know, they, they, they become super friends because they can, yeah. p- people who like to do that, like to give you referrals. They yeah. enjoy it. You know what I mean? And those are the people there. Are, you might have a great client. He never gives you a referral. They just don't want to, <laughs> but, but you're good ones that you cultivate them. And I think the advisory board is wonderful. It is, especially when they can say and tell what you do the way you want them to. Right. Um, so the emails and newsletters are very, very beneficial on both the communications and the business building side. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to uh, miss the um, 
the center of influence campaigns. Um, you know, it's always good to be a part of groups, organizations. You definitely want to network. There's nothing wrong with that. That's still, uh, it's tough to digitize unless you can get involved in some of their website activity. Uh, but volunteer for a group. Yeah. You know, if you're one of the, hopefully you're in a group where there's not a million financial advisors and maybe you can give a talk on, you know. The nice thing about these groups and these organizations is depending on what your firm offers, you can get involved, you can get them involved in alliance programs. Mm. Yeah. And and this is a big deal when you start looking at, uh, you know, another growth stream or another growth opportunity in, in today's marketing is how do I create multiple streams of revenue for what I'm doing? Uh, does my firm, does my entity uh, or does my independent structure allow me to have, you know, RIA plus broker dealer benefits? Do I have mortgage revenue? Do I have uh, or lending revenue? Do I have a. Uh, uh, you know, fee for uh, advice, right. hourly rates, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you can have a number of options that become available to create these multiple revenue streams. Again, all this could be digitized, even with the center of influence campaigns, uh, those PAP programs, sometimes you can even share revenue. Yeah. You still have those programs out there. So finally, at the at the end, I think the last thing I mentioned is is obviously just the tracking and the measured results, as I said to you earlier, Tony, everything digitized can be measured. You create your own uh, hit list of things that you want to measure and make sure you're, you're driving towards a goal. It's You may have to abandon some. You may have to refocus some of your capital in other areas. But uh, pay very close attention and have some sort of scorecard. Yeah. Uh, because if you're not measuring your short-term wins, even your long-term wins are going to be harder and harder to, to, to articulate, discuss, and reevaluate. Um, at the end of the day, I really don't care if we're talking about branding or building. Um, it all comes down to this. Try to think ahead of what the industry is doing. You know, I, I, I got to tell you all the time, we're thinking about how does, you know, what does uh, uh, live streaming events look like? Mm. Uh, how can we offer after hours client support? Right. Uh, what do what do infographs and quizzes and client interaction mean to our marketing agenda uh how does the metaverse translate into our world you think about you know these these the 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 experience where people are gaming and stuff like that well it's also translating into universities yeah, and classroom yeah. training well financial literacy and podcasts and, and webinars all could be part of that uh, that experience as well so try to think further down the road and always have that innovate bold type of look and explore things that other people haven't explored so um, well, i appreciate that uh that was, I think this is great. You know, really appreciate it. I think, you know, uh, what's interesting is what some firms like Stuart are doing, you know, to, to, to bring this to their, um, you know, advisors. I think that's, it's great. Again, it didn't really, it didn't really happen, you know, before. And I know the world has changed. So advisors, you got to be on top of it and find out what your firm will allow and not allow or call Greg and figure out what, what it is uh, he can tell you about it. So well, what's, I find very fascinating in the last couple of years, Tony, and, and you and I talked about this before, is people are moving from, uh, I didn't know we could do this, to I heard we can toy with this option or, 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 or play with this product or service. Right. And it's getting people thinking more about marketing and building and those types of strategies. So I, I think there is a definite movement within the industry. Too. Well, I feel it for sure. So, and people want to know how, because it's, it's, so, it's, it seems like there's a magic bullet somewhere, but it, obviously there's a lot of hard work involved with the, with all of it. So thank you, Greg. Appreciate sure. you being here. Buddy. Thank you, Tony. Good Great to see you again. 
Thanks for joining us this week on An Industry in Transition. Make sure to visit our website, www.advisorhub.com, and subscribe to Advisor Hub. It's free, and you won't miss any advisor news or events. While you're on site, check out all the podcasts available. Click on the Deals Pages and Resources tab for valuable content, or check out the Market section with its guru predictions, latest fintech offerings, you name it. Feel free to email Tony Seriani about specific questions we can address on the show. He can be reached by email at contact at advisorhub.com. Please note that all requests and questions are handled with complete discretion and confidentiality. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next week for the next Industry in Transition episode.